0: Hi, I'm Lucas. And I'm Brian. And this is the Quacks Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Welcome back. Yep, yep. How's it going, Brian? It's going well, man. I'm just watching your dog bounce back and forth like a ping pong contest. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We were trying to start this podcast and the dog... Will not leave us alone. He won't go lay down. But he's so. so incredibly sweet and cute that you just can't even... He's one of those dogs you see him, you just have to pet him. That's right. Go. Go, Davey. But not right now. So, yeah. We got a podcast. We should probably do that. <laughs> How's it going, man? Anything new? Uh, I've been hoofing it a lot. I've having some, some car issues on and off over the last month. Dude, that's so funny because I got... Last week, I got in a little fender bender. Remember? That's right. What happened What happened? Let's to continue you? the trend. Um. Well, here's the number one thing I... I Luckily work, the store is right near where I live. So it's literally like a five minute walk. Um I've realized I save money. I'm walking a lot more. I'm doing urban hiking, which is revitalized some of my hiking experience. So I'll put on my pack like I'm gonna go out hiking and I just cruise around the neighborhood. Urban hiking. Urban hiking, I blare my ABBA and I just get a little crunk in the street. Is crunk still a thing? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Well that's why the neighbors are looking at me strange. But It's been a good experience. I've saved a lot of uh, money, and I'm I'm taking off some pounds at the same time. Nice. Especially now that it's getting warmer. Nice. So, it's been good, man. Other than the fact that I don't have a car. I mean, I do have a car. It's just not functioning, and I don't want to throw any more money at it. One of those deals. Yeah, I hear you. So... At some point, you don't want to fix it anymore because you're fixing it more than it's worth. and so Completely. And I had put $1,000 into it two weeks before it just did its latest stunt. So, no moss. Gotcha. New wheels on the horizon. Cool, man. Yeah, man. That's what's going on. What's up with you? Nothing much. Nothing much. Chugging along. Chugging along. Yeah. Not much to share. Well, I said you do look well-rested. I showed up and I was like, wow, man. You look like you just got back from the Bahamas. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, I have been getting sun. That's what it is, yeah. So that's that's probably what it is. Goes a long way. Thanks. Yeah, man, appreciate that. Um, so what are we doing this week? We're doing endocrine disrupting chemicals. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, this is weight loss part three, and I think this one's gonna be a little bit longer. We'll see. So anyway, there was a webs. Uh, I'm sorry, a news article from Mercola. It was kind of in the beginning of May. And this was on EDCs, or Endocrine Disrupting Chemicals, and I thought, you know, this would be great for the weight loss because EDCs, they're basically chemicals that are very similar to hormones uh, that we naturally create, like estrogen, or thyroid, or different androgens. And because they are similar, they can mess with the development in children, mess with your immune system, fertility, really basically any system in your body they can interfere with. That's not good. Not great. Uh, The World Health Organization published a report in 2012 and said the effects of EDCs can lead to obesity, infertility, learning and memory difficulties, type 2 diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. So pretty much everything. All bad things. All bad things, yep. And with EDCs, you know, part of why I want to talk about this is you're kind of on your own with EDCs. They are new enough in our civilization that knowledge of them is not widespread and so we don't have the practice in place to deal with them on an individual product basis there are definitely regulations around edcs so they are avoidable yes they are for sure to a certain extent okay on an individual like i was saying on an individual product there are regulations but there's no the amount of products that you use that have edcs in your life that's up to you um right but they're, they're labeled as such so if you were looking you could avoid them if if necessary kind of kind of kind of you kind of have to know what you're looking for oh boy um and i've never seen a case either of like going to the doctor and them testing your hormone levels and saying oh there's something off you know you might need to change the amount of edcs you're being <laughs> exposed to you know there's just there's just, just not happen. there um you know maybe there are doctors out but i've never seen one right to do that uh, so you, you're kind of on your own with what you expose yourself okay. to. okay yeah And you really don't want a lot of exposure to these things. Doesn't sound like it. No. In 2015, the Endocrine Society, and I'm not really familiar with that organization, but uh, they said that evidence continues to get stronger each year for the causal connection between EDCs and diseases later in life. The strongest evidence is found for obesity, diabetes, female and male reproductive dysfunction, thyroid problems, prostate problems, and neurodevelopment and neuroendocrine system problems. Once again, all pretty bad things. Yeah, all pretty bad. A lot of suffering there. A different report in 2015 estimated that the financial burden of EDC exposure in the EU was around 207 billion euros annually in costs related to IQ loss, intellectual disability, autism, ADD, obesity, crypto i'm not even sure what that is uh infertility and mortality associated with reduced testosterone levels Now, those those reports are probably a little overly negative um <laughs> i can't imagine 207 billion euros annually is is like really a robust number that they came up with but we'll just say it's costing their economies annually right and the basic message is that these edcs they're not good for you and the more you get exposed to them the worse it is so it's like a cumulative thing. So they're hard to get rid of once you have them? Is that the deal? That's not really clear because they're all kind of different. Your body metabolizes them different. So that that part isn't clear. Okay. Um, in time, I think as regulations catch up, they're probably going to be done away with, but there's always this you know, gap between exposure and when regulations catch up and kind of get rid of these things. Right. So if you think of like cigarettes back in the day where even doctors were recommending them, um, if you figured out that cigarettes cause lung cancer, and there were definitely rumors that cigarettes <laughs> cause lung cancer. I know there were rumors because <laughs> there were a lot of official denials that cigarettes cause lung cancer. Right, which is funny. There was a quote I heard the other day that uh, no rumor is true until it's denied officially, or something like that. That is just, beautiful. Which is kind of funny, That's anyway. Beautiful. Um, so there were definitely denials. So there were rumors that it caused lung cancer, but if you figured it out that cigarettes were bad you know on your own you could quit and it was probably decades before the real truth was known so i think that's kind of what we're dealing with we're in a similar situation with these edcs Uh, the evidence is mounting on how bad these are and eventually they will be gone but right now you're on your own with what your exposure is oh boy one more thing one more thing yes the culture of fear well i mean you have to know how to be able to avoid these things and be conscious of them too which is why we're here Mm -hmm. in the first place so i do appreciate you shedding light on them i just want to know what i can do to uh to stay away yep there's a lot you can do and it it sucks but this is the world we live in these are the choices we've made and so you either put your head in the sand or you do something about it Where's the sand you speak of? (laughs) Oh, wait. It's everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of different EDCs out there, and there's even more possible, quote-unquote, EDCs. Um, According to the Environmental Working Group, in 2013, these were the 12 worst. Uh, BPA, dioxin, atrazine, phthalates, perchlorate, fire retardants like polybrominated diethyl esters or PBDEs. Lead, mercury, arsenic, PFCs, organophosphate pesticides, and glycol ethers. Oh, my. They just sound wonderful, it right? It sounds like nightmares incarnate. Yeah, you could put those in like a little salt shaker and just <laughs> over oh, your food. God. All right. So, how do we get exposed to these? There are 10 common routes of exposure as identified by the Endocrine Society. And I think the best way to deal with these routes is kind of slowly over time to make changes. Like I said earlier, the way these impact you is cumulative. So a lot of these, they know that if you get over a certain amount, they're bad for you. And so the regulations are like byproduct, like you can't put more than this in there. Right. Or you can't be exposed to this much. Uh, you would think any amount, once they know that it's bad for you at a certain amount, it's not really how it works. Uh, it's more like, well, what amount causes things <laughs> that are bad right. will expose lower. Okay. Yes. In the research that we've done. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So making a change on this, is it's not, it's not like all of a sudden, you know, where you can just change your life. I mean, I guess you could, it's going to lower your burden. And if you can lower your burden enough over time, then it's going to make a difference. So if you make a big change right now, it's not like, oh, wow, I feel amazing. I stopped using, I don't know, plastic or something like that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you ready? Yes, let's do it. All right. So first are personal care products. This means shampoos, conditioners, moisturizers, and cosmetics. So mainstream versions of these products, like what you would buy at Walmart or Safeway, most have EDCs that are associated with testicular cancer, genital deformations, low sperm counts, and infertility. You can avoid this by switching to organic and natural products, which are very easy to get from places like Whole Foods or Sprouts. Now, I think the rule from the first weight loss episode about getting things with fewer ingredients, that's going to be helpful here. Yes. So like to give you an example, instead of using soft soap, liquid hand soap, which everybody recognizes is in like every airport is in, is everywhere. Um, it has a bunch of chemicals in it. You could use Dr. Bronner's hand soap, which, you know, you can practically eat. It's just full of organic (laughs) oils, and I think the sudsing agent is potassium hydroxide or something like that. So it's beautiful stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah, and you can do the same with your cosmetics. You can do the same with your personal care products. The natural stuff, it works just as well and pretty much just as well, and you can avoid that exposure. Seems like a no-brainer. Yep, pretty easy. But you have to know that you're looking for it if you don't even know that there's something you're supposed to avoid that's why this this is so great that we're talking about this because people don't know people don't know and and the cost is an aspect of it so there is more cost but it's it's not what it used to be right it's actually gotten a lot better in years recent years so completely i mean you can buy a gallon of dr bronners and just even if you watered that down I have one in in my shower. It's been there for six years. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it's not all economics. There are stuff, viable uh, options out there for sure. So the second route of EDCs is water. And we could probably do a whole podcast about getting good quality water. Uh, And it obviously depends on where you live. But in general, you do not want to be drinking water straight from the tap. You can get pesticides, trace amounts of prescription drugs, arsenic, lot of other edcs in there That's that I mentioned earlier. So my personal approach to this is uh I have two sources of water. I get non-fluoridated, non-fluorid, no fluoride spring water delivered to my house from Arrowhead. And I use this for cooking mostly, but also drinking sometimes. And I also order Evian water from Amazon, and I use Evian just for drinking, and surprisingly it's relatively inexpensive if you order from Amazon. Everyone thinks, "Oh my gosh, Evian is so pricey." It's so nice it's it's a great water but right now you can get from Emi, eh, blah, blah, from amazon a case of evian water 12 1 liter bottles for like 12 or 13 bucks and when i come in here to do the podcast he's got a bottle of evian weight. i was like wow this is a classy operation the first he doesn't mess around that's right you think it's nice but it's it's cheap <laughs> <laughs> but the water is fantastic that's right so it's basically a dollar a day like i go through a you know 1 liter of those things a day um, and I think Fiji's also a really good water, uh, like like Evian. You know, they have good amounts of minerals. Um, I'm not really sure on Arrowhead. So... What's your feeling on... like Because we have a lot of local water stores, too, that do their own purification. Yeah. And then people can fill it up and not even... And bypass the whole plastic process. I know that I have a glass container. Don't ask me how often I fill it up. But you do have that option as well. I mean, yeah. You never have to touch plastic. Yeah. So, the filtration like the RO, reverse osmosis and stuff, my personal opinion is I don't like it. It doesn't react well to my body. Like if I drink RO, like if what they'll say is take reverse osmosis water, which takes everything out of the water Mm -hmm. and then add minerals back in. Right. When I do that, I have to pee like every 15 minutes. (laughs) It's, I don't know why, but my body just does not hold on to reverse osmosis water. And so for me, the best option is spring water. That's funny because I primarily only drink distilled water. Seriously. And I have a coworker that, she's like you have to get more minerals it's michelle sorry michelle if you're listening to this you have to put minerals in your body <laughs> that distilled water is terrible for you that's like sounds nothing like her. not at all yeah but the inflection is there yeah i hear you but uh and uh, but so i'm starting to do that a little bit more because i do know that it yeah. removes everything but at the same time it do doesn't you, do you have to pee all the time all the time really yeah there you go man that might be it. Switch to spring water. You might not have to pee all the time. See, that's why this this podcast—not just for the the listeners out there, but I'm I'm benefiting every week. <laughs> good. And good. I thank you, sir. I will admit that it, you know if Evian was not just a dollar a day, I probably wouldn't buy it. It'd probably be too expensive. But because it's cheap, I Evian water is really nice. Tastes it, great. It, it is so Has good. Nice minerals in it. Um, and and there is something about water in Arizona. I think we taste it more than other places. (laughs) You're probably right. We appreciate the fine taste of a good water. That's true. So anyway, uh, <laughs> there's also people who they do infiltrate, uh, I'm sorry, infiltration filtration systems onto their house, like reverse osmosis or water softeners. I just don't want to jump in the weeds on those. Cause there's people who like install things that spin the water in a vortex and that's supposed to do something. <laughs> We're not even going to get into those, but it's another option. Basically the bottom line, don't drink water out of the tap. I think we can all concur on that. Yeah. All right. The third route of EDC exposure is canned goods and non-stick food packaging So in 2017, the Center uh, for Environmental Health surveyed canned goods, and they found that around 40% of them still had BPA, which is one of the EDCs. So I think if you're buying organic, you're probably safe on that, but canned is just not good as fresh, so stick with fresh when you can. Fresh. Yeah. Uh, The fourth route is a big one, and that is conventionally raised produce and meat, poultry, and dairy products. So this is it. This is all the mass-produced food out there that is not local and organic. This is concentrated animal feeding operations or CAFO like those documentaries you see on Netflix about the chicken stuffed in the cages and stuff um (laughs) it does not make me want to run out to canes no And, and you know I find this one tough because it's basically an indictment of our entire food chain uh animals are raised with hormones and antibiotics other chemicals are used after the meat is harvested Uh, produce is coated with like a lot of different pesticides and there's runoff that will disrupt your endocrine system so it's tough however there is evidence out there that organic has a lot less pesticides used than conventional and i think that's the real strength of using organic food right however non-organic food producers will say that there's not enough pesticides in the non-organic produce to matter but again you're kind of on your own here and food's not the only source of edc's so I don't know. It's It's a tough question. And organic is not perfect either. You know, over time, like lobbying efforts in Washington, they have eased the restrictions on the pesticides that you can use with organic. Not only that often organic produce comes from other countries and who knows what, exactly corners they're cutting right china's like we don't read that we just do that's terrible impression by the way what was that i don't even that know that wasn't chinese <laughs> at all i was like that's uh, they don't that was, put <laughs> the heads in the wood. that's, that's luigi yeah it's, it's not good um but but you're right the restrictions who knows who, who knows? knows well like i get pears, um and i see that they come from argentina you know if i'm a farmer in argentina and i'm I'm like barely getting by and crop is getting ravaged by some weeds or some bugs, you know, and I have a little spray that could take care of it. Am I really going to say, no, no, we must raise a crop that Americans can trust and not erode the USDA organic label. I I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's (laughs) how the world works. I don't think so. I think we know that that's not how it works. Yeah. So even organic is questionable. Uh, So by local, when, the option is available. I sure. I mean, if you can buy from a farmer's market, that's great. But a lot of times they ship it in from other places too. It's not local. Don't tell me farmer's that. You're ruining my... Like ma- the big ones, McClendon's and, and all that stuff. Yeah, like they... They're, they're definitely not picking that. I mean, uh, some, are, some are local, but... You're right. Yeah. You oh, can't great. be perfect. <laughs> just whole, do your research. Well, my approach to this is you just do the best you can do. So, if like you do all 10 of these routes that we're saying today, and you like really clean up your EDC exposure... Then eating out at restaurants and eating conventional food from time to time, I think it's okay. Your body can handle some EDCs. Organic isn't perfect, but it's the best you can do. So we do our best and we lower our exposure to these things. Totally. And as for practical steps, uh, you want to wash produce even if it's organic. If you're going to be eating the skin, they still get pesticides on them. I also, I really like Costco because you can often get organic fruits and vegetables in bulk for really good prices. Like, you know, prices that are as good as conventional produce at a regular grocery store okay so like i was mentioning those pears like i love pears i think organic pears are 10 bucks for five or six pounds which is really good yeah that's pretty good you know and also there's certain organic foods that are less expensive than other organic foods like it's probably going to vary by your location but you know for example you can get organic russet potatoes that are like five pounds for a couple bucks you know, whereas organic sweet potatoes are way pricier. But you just have to kind of find what, what the good deals are. Yeah. Yeah. And what's right for your body, too. Because sweet potatoes compared to regular potatoes, it's worth the, uh, the offset cost. One actually has nutritional value. I mean, like sweet potatoes. We're not going to go off on a, a sweet potatoes potato tangent. D- right? You said potatoes in awesome. my mind just went, I haven't eaten dinner yet. Let's talk more <laughs> about potatoes. Okay, onward and upward. I, I guess you don't like <laughs> potatoes, <laughs> I right? I love them. <laughs> Jeez. Starch. So the fifth, the fifth route is high mercury fish. Any fish that eats other fish is going to build up mercury over time. Uh, the worst offenders are like sharks, swordfish, king mackerel, sea bass, tuna. You really want to avoid canned tuna, and that's, interestingly enough, when I was doing research for this, that's not me saying that. The EPA says you should avoid canned <laughs> tuna. What? Right? The Environmental Protection Agency <laughs> oh says my. don't eat canned tuna. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, how can, why, is it, why are they allowed to sell it? I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, you just want to be careful in selecting what fish you ate. Wild-caught salmon is really good you want to avoid farm-raised fish as they often have more contaminants than wild so i see sometimes in restaurants their salmon dish is atlantic salmon there is no such thing as atlantic salmon there's not salmon do not live in the atlantic (laughs) (laughs) that is a farm-raised salmon with a nice name on it oh no yeah other good food choices are like sardines anchovies mackerel herring they're smaller, you know, they don't get the m- mercury buildup like I've heard that fish. more because that's what they, they source omegas from the smaller fish for that same reason. Yeah, and they're really cheap. So oh, there you go. Yeah, the Peruvian anchovy, that's like where all Nordics fish oil comes from. Little known speak, no no spoilers, but yeah, uh, Nordic fish oil comes from... Nordic. Right. The one that is from Nordic regions comes from (laughs) Peru, (laughs) just to let you know. Do-do-do-do-do, I'm plugging my ears right now. (laughs) That's right. Marketing at its best. That's too funny. The sixth route is kitchenware. Uh, Heat plus plastic is a big no-no. Plastic contains BPA, and it will leach into your food when it's heated, uh, so you don't you don't want plastic. Another no-go is non-stick pans. When non-stick pans are heated, they release. Oh, this is a tough one. perfluoroctanoic acid, which has been linked to thyroid disease, infertility, development, and reproductive problems. Yeah, I know. We've known for a long time that, that stuff is not good. But here's another reason to avoid them. Oh, yeah. No, what no, you're saying. Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to give me another one. No, I mean the yeah, uh, known yeah. carcinogenic materials in there forever too. So yeah. Um, you know, when you're cooking, you just kind of want to think like 1950s minus all the lead paint that they used to use. Uh, you want to use wooden (laughs) spoons, wooden spatulas. (laughs) Yes. Uh, you want a nice stainless steel cookware that's non, that's not nonstick. I think investing in some really nice skillets and pots is actually going to pay, pay off for a long time. I have a nice all clad pan that I've been using for years. I think it was like a hundred or 120 bucks. So it was a little pricey, but you get what you pay for and i've been using this thing forever they're amazing you really want high quality steel too like i've heard that the low quality metal cookware leash metals into your food so i think it's worth avoiding the the bad metals would uh, how would iron like an iron pan fit into that that's a question because i know that some that people is a actually get question. iron from the iron pan yeah that that is you know yeah what's it called the the where they used to like, you know, they never would wash them, and it yes. just would get that layer. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, the iron cookware. So, you know, I, I'm torn on iron because some people obviously need the iron. If you don't need the iron, iron just ages you faster. Really? Yeah, like you don't want excess iron. It oh, just, boy. it's just not just ages you quicker so it's all adding up right now in my mind okay no more iron cookware no but if you need it's not like you should avoid iron right it's just something that if you get too much of it it causes oxidative stress so you know and you can actually get around that if if you have high iron go give blood that's a great way to lower your iron stores yeah yeah anyway uh some people also they cook in glass ceramic or enameled cast iron pans And for storing food, you want to avoid Tupperware. You want to get glass containers. You want to use glass cups. You basically want glass, wood, and good quality metal in your kitchen. Yeah. They're all relatively inert. They're not going to add mystery chemicals into your food. Like plastics so often do. I mean, it's a crapshoot with plastics. Yeah. I mean, I use plastic sometimes to put fruit in. It's not a huge deal. You don't have to be crazy anal about it. I am weird. Weird. OCD anal about it. Really, I have the glass. Yeah, but it's weird because I have they have rubber tops, but it's a glass. It sits in glass. Yeah, yeah. All my glass containers have plastic tops. Yeah, but it's just not the the hot food isn't sitting in there. Exactly. You know. So the seventh route is cleaning products. This is kind of a no brainer. If you're rubbing chemicals all over every surface of your house, there's going to be an issue. Uh, they're often they often have fragrances that act as EDCs, so you want to buy natural cleaning products to avoid these issues. And speaking of fragrance, a lot of candles have fragrances that are endocrine disrupting as well. So you want to look for candles and fragrances that use essential oils and not you know mystery chemicals for scents. Yes, very very easily tricked on the in the candle department. Something that smells sweet, you put it in your not only the candle itself but the wicks really yes the wicks are lead-laden and have other all, all kinds really of, oh, yes i had no idea about oh that. yes the wicks are bad i just know some candles give me a headache and so it's like yeah avoid paraffins yeah yeah so this route it used to be pretty tough but just the plethora of natural cleaning products available for decent prices it actually makes this pretty easy and this also includes laundry, laundry detergent i use a brand called charlie's soap super clean no sense I also haven't I haven't tried them, but there's also out there uh, Nelly's Laundry Soap and Molly's Suds. I don't know what's with the names on those. Yeah, they're all just first names of people. <laughs> there must have been some focus group testing, and they figured out that personal names or something is what sells. Uh, borax is also a nice cleaning agent that is natural. You can add it to your laundry loads. You can use it to clean toilets and dishes. It's really versatile. So just a little bit of looking at what natural cleaners are out there, I think it's going to really pay off. Totally. Yeah. The eighth route is an odd one. It's household dust. Hmm. Yeah. And the reason is often is that often fire-retardant chemicals shed from furniture, mattresses, and carpets. And those chemicals end up in the dust. And so, this is this is new to me. Right. Yeah. I, I don't really know how bad this is. You know? I, I, I always thought dust was just skin. That's what know, I primarily. thought, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can avoid it by uh, looking for furniture and carpets that are quote-unquote green and don't use these chemicals. I also imagine if you clean houses for a living, you might want to use some type of dust mask or something where you're cleaning a lot of dust. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's interesting. It makes sense. Yeah. The ninth route is office supplies. So toners and ink cartridges from printers and paper treated with bleaches or BPA should be handled with care. Great. And the final 10th one is interesting it's receipts from stores i always knew something was off about those it's just wild so thermal paper is coated with bpa and handling the side of thermal paper is a thermal paper is enough to increase the levels of bpa in your body so research has shown that holding a receipt for just five seconds is enough to transfer bpa onto your skin and the transfer amount is 10 times higher if your skin is wet or greasy meaning like lotion or whatever. Thank God we're transferring to a receipt list society because those things, not only do I hold them in my hand, dude, they'll go through my wash. So you know that that stuff's going <laughs> into my other clothes. Like I wash receipts more than I wash socks. <laughs> that's <laughs> that smell. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's spilling with BPAs out of my pores. Not only that, when people put receipts into their wallet or purse, the BPA tends to transfer onto the currency. So there's been some tests run on, I think, 21 different currencies, and there was BPA at significant levels on all of them. And that's not like how they were made. It's that's from, what I was going to ask. Uh, are no, they no, made? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not. It's just from receipts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. This one sounded ridiculous even to me. But apparently it is a thing. So to avoid this, go for paperless receipts. And if you're a cashier, you may want to wear gloves, especially if you're pregnant or of childbearing age. Wow, man. That's a mind-blower. It's a little I, bit crazy. Okay. I, I love that. It's seems mean, a little ridiculous, it, but I love yeah. it. That you told me. So this is the li- that's the list. That's all 10 routes. And I think if you can kind of slowly over time move away from these EDCS, you're going to be better off. So my my theory of how this kind of works comes from when I used to trade the stock market and there was this saying that you can kind of get taken out in trading by sharks or piranhas. so the sharks would be where you lost a lot of money really fast big take a big chunk out of you right but the piranhas were where they you know kind of dribbled out nibble, nibble, slowly nibble. they nibbled out and I think these EDCs are kind of like that they're they're like these little piranhas that are nibbling away. It's your health. And if you get rid of one or two, it really doesn't make much difference. Right. And neither does adding one or two, you know, it doesn't make much difference. But they are accumulative. But they're they. if you get a lot of them, if you have tons of them, you're going to start running into problems. And there are problems. There was this Daily Mail article that I was reading, and I'll link to it. And it said, one in six women in the UK are infertile or have fertility issues. And some of these women were infertile for, quote, unquote, mystery reasons. You know, well, well, maybe the mystery reason is because of these chemicals that are scientifically proven to disrupt your fertility. Oh. Uh, and that's really who these, these chemicals are going to matter to the most is the pregnant women and children. Uh, these chemicals are really going to hit them hard. And if, if you're a guy and, you know, every day you come home from work and you slam down seven beers, like swapping out your plastic spatulas for wooden ones... That's like not your biggest priority, you know. <laughs> it's not gonna make much of a difference. These chemicals—they're really gonna hit the sensitive people. Right. That's that's who it matters the most to. But it should matter to everyone. You just don't know it, right? Yeah, yeah. They will more and more. Exactly, especially with, if they're listening right now. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Yeah, because you don't—it is something that you don't think about all the time, but it's always mm-hmm. present. It is. I mean, we've really kind of junked up our society with a lot of crap that wasn't around just a few decades ago you know we just kind of threw it in there and it's like well this is what makes making products easier and we did some initial safety tests and it looks all right but there's a cumulative effect that's really what it is it's that if you get exposed yeah if you just get exposed to one it's no problem but if you're exposed to a lot of them then it it is an issue and the reason why it's under weight loss is the one of the biggest things that came up over and over again was obesity that was that was one of the biggest things from from all these edcs so and in the microcosm it's bad for the individual in the macrocosm the earth where is this stuff all going it's going into the planet yeah it's tainting the soil it's tainting future generations of plants and people and and that's the the real real big detriment here i i see happening yeah, I don't know how they're broken down. I don't know how they, you know, I mean each one is different, and I don't think they float away. I think that they, I mean, these seem seem like the kind of things that are prescient. Yeah, it's, but I don't know. I don't want to be a doomsayer. No kids, you're going to clean this place up, so don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> no, we're and we're going to move away from them. It's right. just going to take us a little while. It's just going to. There's just going to be that gap. Where a bunch of people get hurt. And then we say, oh, we had no idea that this was happening. And then then we'll clean it up and we'll stop using this stuff. So it'll, it'll change. Yep. Everything always does. It just sometimes takes a while. And we don't want you to be one of the casualties in that wait. Right. Yeah. So we meet you in the pause. There you go. Yeah. Could have named this podcast... Podcast. <laughs> alright I'm done I'm done he just dropped the mic he literally just dropped the mic <laughs> that's $80 cool alright well you done man I am hey thanks a lot and uh, if you have any questions quackspodcast at gmail.com thank you so much for your support thank you for listening I'm working on our website we're working on getting new stuff out to you so appreciate the listen thank you very much and be well bye bye